to Storytime Journeys. I'm your host, Jesse. This podcast will journey through space, time, and history to explore the weird, unexplained, unusual, but true stories that are so outrageous, you'll think it's fiction. Take my hand and brace yourself for today's Storytime Journey. Our story today takes us on a journey of a Polish-Lithuanian bookstore owner named Wilfred Voynich. Wilfred was born in 1865 in Tesli, present-day Lithuania. He was a Polish nationalist and did prison time for actions against the Russian Empire. Once released, he became a bookseller around 1897, which led to his first bookstore in London in 1898. He was known for acquiring high-end expensive books and manuscripts. His most well-known discovery happened in 1912 in Italy. Wilford was digging around chests and boxes at an old Jesuit college when he came upon a very mysterious manuscript. The manuscript is small, only measuring 8.2 inches by 6.2 inches, and is 240 pages long. But don't let the size fool you. The 240 pages is full of illustrated vellum pages of images depicting unworldly creatures naked women bathing, odd-looking plants and flowers, and stars showing zodiac symbols. Intermixed with this random assortment of pictures is a handwritten codex text written from left to right. Along with the bizarre pictures, the text is the most unusual part. It's beyond comprehension. It's not written in any language known to man. After this discovery, Wilford is quoted as saying, In 1912, I came across the most remarkable collection of precisely illuminated manuscripts. For many decades, these volumes had lain bare in the chest in which I found them in an ancient castle in southern Europe. While examining the manuscripts with a view to the acquisition of at least part of the collection, my attention was especially drawn by one volume. It was such an ugly duckling compared with the other manuscripts, with their rich decorations in gold and colors, Then my interest was aroused at once. I found that it was written entirely in cipher. Even a necessarily brief examination of the vellum upon which it was written, the calligraphy, the drawings, and the pigments suggested to me as the date of origin the latter part of the 13th century. The drawings indicated to be a work of a natural philosophy. The fact that this was a 13th century manuscript in cipher convinced me that it must be the work of exceptional importance, and to my knowledge the existence of a manuscript of such an early date written entirely in cipher was unknown, so I included it among the manuscripts from which I purchased from this collection. Two problems presented themselves, the test must be unraveled and the history of the manuscript must be traced. Wilfred sent the manuscript to William Newbold and various others to help translate the piece or break the code, but he was unsuccessful. Wilfred tried to sell this manuscript for the rest of his lifetime, up until his death in 1930, with no success. This manuscript has captured the imagination of scholars the world over. 
the codebreakers at the United States Intelligence Service, responsible for deciphering Japan's purple code during the war, try to take a crack at the manuscript with no luck, and countless number of the world's codebreakers and language experts have reviewed the manuscript and offered possible theories, but to this day, the manuscript's text, meaning, and author remain unknown. According to Yale University, this odd manuscript to this day has been coined the world's most mysterious book. In 2009, the vellum and ink was radiocarbon tested by the University of Arizona, and it was found the work dates between 1404 and 1438. Researchers agree that it seems to be a medieval medical reference, possibly instructions and recipes to help treat various female ailments. They also agree that the manuscript contents fall into six separate sections. Quoted from the Rare Book and Manuscript Library at Yale University, the six sections are as follows. First, botanicals containing drawings of 113 unidentified plant species. Second, astrological drawings including astral charts with radiating circles, suns, and moons zodiac symbols such as a fish, a bull, and an archer, nude females emerging from pipes or chimneys, and courtly figures. Three, a biological section containing a myriad of drawings of miniature female nudes, most with swelled abdomens, immersed or wading in fluids, and oddly interacting with interconnecting tubes and capsules. Fourth, an elaborate array of nine cosmological medallions many drawn over several folded folios and depicting possible geographical forms. Fifth, pharmaceutical drawings of over a hundred different medicinal herbs and roots portrayed with jars or vessels in red, blue, or green. And finally, continuous pages of unidentified text with star-like flowers marking each entry in the margins. But there's still a lot that they disagree on. Wilford himself believed it was the work of a 13th century philosopher named Roger Bacon. Some say it's written in a lost language that makes Old Cornish and Turkish. The odd creatures and various unrecognizable plants and flowers led some down the road of otherworldly, possibly inspired by planets beyond our own. Others say the astrologer to Queen Elizabeth I made the book up as a hoax. In 2014, an article by Mr. Tucker and Mr. Talbert claimed a positive identification of 37 plants, 6 animals, and 1 mineral reference in a manuscript to plant drawings in a 15th century Aztec herbal book. They argue that these are from colonial New Spain and date the manuscript at about 1521, but this contradicts the radiocarbon dating evidence of the vellum and ink. Some say Wilford faked the whole thing. When he came into possession of the manuscript, it was purchased in a lot of other old Jesuit books. There's no telling if Wilford wrote it himself to turn a profit. In 2017, historian Nicholas Gibbs claims to have solved the mystery, stating the manuscript is just a forgery of other Latin medical texts of its time. In May 2019, a press release from the UK University claims to have cracked the text code with some peer review backing, but it's still up for debate. The Voynich current home is at the library at Yale University.
The most amazing thing to me about this is some nameless author sat down hundreds of years ago and wrote this book, drew and colored the pictures, either expressed vast knowledge or just a fairy tale in a delicate, unreadable language. The mystery of the meaning and origin fascinates me. And the fact that since its discovery in 1912, all the world's experts and codebreakers can't figure it out. And with all the advancements of technology, we are still left in awe of the unknown. In my wandering imagination, I like to think it's a code within a code, that the information is so valuable to humankind and its understanding so profound that the author was bursting at the seams to release it on paper, but hit its true context in a make-believe language. A copy of the Voynich Manuscript is available for purchase. I've added it to my Amazon wish list. Maybe in my downtime, I'll put my detective hat on and dive in and try to figure it out. So I'll ask you, my listeners, what's the true origin story of this unusual piece of literature? Is it a medieval medical handbook written in a lost language? A handwritten forgery in an odd, undecipherable code of unusual pictures? A hoax by Wilford himself to gain a profit? A spiritual guide to other worlds? I'll let you be the judge. Until our next unusual journey, this is your host, Jesse. And this was episode one of Storytime Journeys. <laughs>